0: Birds All Day is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts. And because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. GameTime not only has sports tickets, but music and theater tickets as well. Here in Toronto, where the Blue Jays play, of course, we've got amazing theaters, amazing options if you want the big broadway spectaculars if you want to go see amazing concerts bands so many come through town uh, we're also spoiled game time is the place to get those tickets too. the game time app is simple quick and easy to navigate download the game time app in the google play or app store and score last minute deals on tickets up to 60 percent off <laughs> what's going on greetings and good day and welcome to birds all day episode number 32 here on the athletic available only on the athletic except for all the ones that are now on uh, all your podcast places like spotify and apple podcasts and stitcher and i don't know probably not soundcloud anymore but whatever we're back uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of our friends in the great United States of America. And something I don't think we do enough, if this is your first time listening to Birds All Day, welcome. It's always somebody's first time. So if, you're, if this is the first episode of Birds All Day you've ever listened to, why would you do that to yourself in November of 2019? when well, There's not a lot to talk about. But nonetheless, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And I'm excited I'm excited because at this time, this is when I introduce my my partner, the person with whom I've been doing this for almost five years. This ex- itself, we've done probably close to 250 of these and uh, he uh, couldn't do it without him. That's because he joins me as always.
1: Uh, old Reliable.
0: Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you?
1: I'm pretty good. You're pretty good. Yeah, hear, I thought about you know? uh, I thought about giving you a sort of a funny answer there, but uh no, I'm just I'm pretty good.
0: Well, that's all you can add. That's, so I, I'm a little hot. You know, we have we've been going on <laughs> and on off-air talking about uh the meaninglessness of existence and what sports are real and what sports matter. And this is something I think we've talked about a little bit before, but like you know, this is this is entertainment. The, the fact that you and I are here talking about baseball. Uh, for our jobs there thereabouts and this is like an offshoot of the entertainment diversion thing like it doesn't really matter right it matters (laughs) but it
1: doesn't the people who are listening for the first time i think they're going to be the judges of whether it's entertainment or not Uh, but yeah i mean wow we're going to get into the existential crisis right away okay sure uh, I thought you were going to try to convince me to, <laughs> well, to like soccer, like like we did off air to uh, our, our producer uh, Tyler on the ones and twos uh, for quite some time, and he wasn't biting. It was really disappointing.
0: So so Tyler, who is not going to chime in, and if he does, I'll make sure that he edits it out afterwards anyway. <laughs> but uh, he 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 expressed to us that he was a big he was a soccer fan because of circumstance because his he had family that was living in England and he was experiencing QPR with his team. So, you know, you kind of kind of understand why he might turn away, but, but nonetheless, and now he's kind of turned his back on it, which is just shocking to me because none of it really matters. It's all just made for TV. We're just trying to sell, you know, advertisements and, and, and seat licenses and whatever else. But the reason that we're here talking with us, reason that we have a job to do, which is to talk about the Blue Jays here in November, about what they're going to do this year, next year into the future. Uh, is because the emotional investment that we all make in these sports and these games and these players and these franchises and the laundry, whatever you want to look at it, that's real. The emotional investment is real. The community that builds up around it is real. The fact that we've been on online or on Twitter and on blogs and on our, on our wherever else talking about baseball and making jokes and developing relationships and you know c- cementing lifelong friendships, frankly, mm-hmm. is because all of that stuff, all of that stuff is real. The, the baseball game or the football game or the soccer match or whatever tends to be the backdrop and the the facilitator for that emotional investment. So it's, a, but I think, you know, because of where the Blue Jays are and because of what we're going to talk about, which is that they're not going to win the World Series in 2020. It's not that they're, the players aren't going to try, but the team is not going to take concrete steps immediately today or between now and the start of spring training or between now and opening day. They're not going to take every they're not going to exhaust every available uh uh commodity they're not going to do everything they can to try to win the World Series in 2020 so we have to accept that in a way we can accept it without liking it we can say we don't accept it and move on to something else which is always a threat if you run a baseball team but but I think that that it's important to have that sort of framing device to to think about the, these things in that realistic way that we're, what we signed ourselves up for isn't isn't just a cynical uh, um, it's, pursuit it's just of titles. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not misery. The wins and losses. They. The other thing is also that of course that we're talking about is baseball. So the, the best real Blue Jays culture Dallas, was
1: the friends we made along the way.
0: But yeah, it is. It is in a lot of ways. The fact that the Blue Jays won or were good for a couple of years and those playoff games were amazing, and the atmosphere was incredible. That's the thing, right? It was that uh, the ability to experience that uh, that heightened emotion after putting so much emotional investment into it as a, or a place to park our emotions that we're maybe not good at dealing with in other aspects of our life, that we could let it all out and have a bit of a release and yell and scream at the top of your lungs and scream and, and demand for, for five subsequent years or four subsequent years that, that Sam Dyson pisses pants right in front of you. Like, that. that's... That's why we want that those opportunities uh, and we're not gonna get them. So we have to look for a other things to to cheer or to glom onto, or we have to sift through the bullshit and be like, what are the pieces that are going to bring us those good times again? What what are what is what is what are the actions that are gonna take place between now and the time that happens again that are gonna let us uh, you know cut loose a little bit, have a little bit of fun. Because like I said, it's not happening this year. They're not gonna sign Garrett cole they're not going to sign Steven Strasburg. They may have kicked the tires. They may have been like, hey, uh, what do you think of Toronto? And then they'll be like, oh, I don't think of it at all. And then they'll say, uh, the Blue Jays will be like, okay, cool. Thanks a lot. We weren't going to sign you anyway. Have a nice uh, winter. Enjoy LA, both of you.
1: Yeah, they're probably also not going to sign Jonathan VR. is, is, is the weird thing about baseball. Pardon? Uh, they're not going to sign Jonathan VR either, right? You know, which is, you know, baseball's mm-hmm. in this weird spot. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I appreciate your your, your impassioned uh, uh, thoughts on the state of, uh, of of fandom and what we're doing here, but it, it it does also seem to me, and I think it occurs to to other Blue Jays fans that you know other people don't have to wait <laughs> like fifteen twenty years to no, have no, a couple good years. Uh, and so I so I, I take I take umbrage with the Mark Shapiro cinematic universe that uh, that we've trapped ourselves within. <laughs> sometimes
0: I get that, and and, <laughs> and the whole nature of sports. So the the thing we were talking about with Tyler was like he I'm, put, I'm putting him on blast here again, and he's not allowed to chime in. I I've it's it's verboten not by me. I don't yeah, get let to
1: him chime to in. Us, Whatever. No,
0: Whatever. no, he's not allowed. I because i that way. We can take pot shots at him, and he can't say shit. Uh, he decided that the FA Cup was fake. He does. <laughs> he decided the FA Cup as a, as a, as a parallel competition that exists in England as a great, almost like a great leveler where every, uh, organized football club in the whole country has the opportunity to go and win the, the FA Cup. Of course, it's always won by, or almost always won by powerhouse franchises, um, or teams go, oh my God, don't say franchise and get yourself shot. I don't say the club, Uh, but big money clubs that have the resources to put out a a strong second team, essentially, right up until it's time to bring in the stars and go and win the cup because it's important because of the tradition.
1: But, you know, please, please, please go ahead and try to defend the (laughs) fake ass, useless FA Cup, please. Looking forward to it. (laughs)
0: It's the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: I got to tell you, because I got to tell you, when, like, say, Devang, for example, uh, gets excited about Arsenal winning the FA Cup, I'm not going to not roast him for cheering about a fake trophy.
0: (laughs) It's no less or more (laughs) fake than anything else. It's all made up. It's all just for shits and giggles and selling, you know, beer and trucks. So... Wow! Well, once we can acknowledge that and move on,
1: it's like say, it's like saying it's like saying winning a series against the Yankees is the same as like finishing ahead of them, and you know, the, no one is a little more real than the other.
0: It's the end of the decade, and we <laughs> and we started doing decades. No, but like where, where I'm going, I feel with like, like
1: our de- our decade is coming to an end here. If I continue to uh, <laughs> to, to just poke you about this.
0: Uh, I know the Dow Steve at Sportsnet wrote about the uh, kind of the top games or some of the most memorable games of the decade. And they're not all games that were deciding, deciding um, uh, championships. And I'm sure if you asked a Yankees fan or, uh, or a Dodgers fan, or if you could conjure one up like they were a real person an astros fan or if you asked a raise uh debt holder what was their favorite event what were their favorite games of the year they aren't all just like games that led directly to championships or whatever there's there's so many other things or so many other, i feel like i'm getting so like super soft in my old age here but but like it's the human stories but the things that when when the call went out like what were you so you're some
1: one of
0: Maybe we can. Uh, maybe they should all be
1: irrational. <laughs> some say they went to Canada. Others Toronto. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, um, the but some of those amazing moments, the great plays, the great whatever, they don't have anything to do with championships. They have to do with seeing something incredible. They have to do with experiencing something with the people that you're with. If it was like oh, I remember this great game because we almost got thrown out or, you know, Parks almost got punched in the face by three different people because of different stuff he was saying in different parts of the game. Or, or <laughs> I remember watching, it was my birthday and I saw Aaron, I saw Aaron Hill hit a walk off home run. And then I went to watch the Cro-Mags. Like those are the kind of things that I remember because that's fun. But like, it's not all just win or lose cynical. Yes, no. I mean, we can't all be Yankees fans who are like those, eel, you know, slimy eel people, but
1: I mean, some Yankees fans can't help it. I, also, you know, I mean, I it's
0: mean, you know, it's a disease that's that's infected them all. It's like a, it's a virus. The Blue Jays aren't in pursuit of wins solely; they are process driven, and we have to accept that and 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 internalize that reality when we project our hopes and dreams onto the Blue Jays. Jonathan VR is a great example. So we'll jump right into it. So Jonathan VR is, uh placed on waivers by the Baltimore Orioles as what is perceived to be a cost-cutting measure. Um, I'm always just waiting for like the other shoe to drop because he's a baseball player, so he's probably going to be arrested for something anytime, anytime soon.
1: But the I, fact of the matter is, he's... In, w- hmm. in, in what instance has a baseball team ever got it out ahead of that? I don't, yeah, no, that's they're true. like they're like that's circle true. the wagons, buddy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Jonathan VR is potentially to be a free agent now. He, one would assume, he would be a caught commodity he but it just came off a four-win year he was he's a good player he has a lot of things that you would like to have in your baseball team if you're the Blue Jays any team that's looking to get better but the fact of the matter is right now people aren't necessarily looking to get better the Blue Jays sure they want to win games but they're not going to again the reality that we've sort of chosen to accept and the cynical cost-cutting efficient business (laughs) side of the game is that signing jonathan vr might make your team a little bit better but it doesn't really advance your greater goals if you sign jonathan vr you're not going to it's not going to help you win the world series in 2020 this is what we've been told essentially but it's not going to help you win the world series in 2020 it's also not going to do anything to help you win the world series in 2022 2023 2024 whatever whenever the timeline continually gets kicked down the road, but uh so what is it the the question is what can we do in 2020 that's going to make our team better in in the future as well as you know ready to be good now I guess is that is that is that right am I have I said anything
1: I'm not sure I, <laughs> what I keep coming back to is I feel you're basically saying, like, you know we've decided we're going to eat Mr. Noodle every night. But uh, but some of those nights, eh, it, just uh, that flavor pack and 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 the little extra spices you put in there just really made it special, you know. Uh, it's it's like those, <laughs> and it's like it's like well, you had to eat something, you had to go and do something anyway in your life. I don't know if no, it's a but great you're, argument. You're for right. like, for like you're making a connection right. with a team and a community of fans and whatever you know.
0: Well, they've got us over the barrel. That's the other thing, right? Because that emotional investment that we've that we are programmed into making at a young age, and it's like you gotta support the team, kid. You gotta, you know, they got picked video of every big heartbreaking loss or some kid crying in the stands. Like that kid's ruined. You ruined his whole life. You look at the way that people react to college football or the NFL and their team's losing, and it's like the end of the end of the world, whatever. So they've it's we're all screwed. Like there's no changing our minds. But I feel like what I'm saying to your point is. It's like some terrible LinkedIn post that's been shared and screenshotted and reshared a hundred times about like he paid off, he retired at thirty two. He paid off all of his bills, he you know debt free and retired because he, like you said, ate ramen noodles every day. And it's like that that feels often more like the, the thing that we're pursuing, not like they lived a good life and also won the World Series or something or had some good, had a good time along the way, as opposed to being like he's retired at thirty two. Now the whole world's before him. As long as he ate sand for a week, every five nights a week for for 10 years leading up to it.
1: Yeah, and I feel like a lot of sand lately is is a thing. We're in the
0: sand eating phase. We're excited to retire at 32, have a team full of, of cost controlled. You know all-star players, and then it's like no more sand for me, bud. I've got the taste for meat now. <laughs> and then off we go, overpaying and signing every you know third starter willy nilly. You're giving fifty million dollars to Jose Abreu, whatever you want to do. People freaking out because they gave how four or whatever years to to Drew Pomeranz. Like oh, everyone wants them to spend, and then they spend. It's like oh, not like that. Hold on a second. What are we talking about here?
1: Yeah, that that is that is absolutely true, and it's it's weird how you know and i i have to fight it in myself as well you know how you know every time i tweet something about like yeah, look at why are the, the blue Jays should just spend more that shouldn't be difficult they've done it in the past and they are not going to sink the rogers empire uh and then it's it's, it's very easy for people uh to start cheering that on and getting you know really jaded and and bitter about how oh nothing ever and 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 missing some of the the wonderful peaks that i agree do you know occur uh when you're you're part of a fandom uh but like i don't know they 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 could they could absolutely they could absolutely do it like those people that i'm kind of i kind of like back away from are not wrong like i don't know like go out and go out and spend and it's just so weird how we've been conditioned to think about it, things in that way. Uh it's it's really really easy uh to, just to to look at the breakdown of free agency, to look at where older players are. I I have a piece that's coming out on Friday, it may be out by the time anybody hears this. Uh about Jose Bautista and looking at his career and his uh not his Hall of not necessarily his Hall of Fame case, but his case to like stay on the uh the ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh and his his uh his final season in the big leagues, uh 2018, after he had a bad year with the Blue Jays, uh nobody nobody wanted to sign him afterwards. He played with three teams, he played with the I literally did not remember that he played for the Phillies, he played for the Braves and the Mets and the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Uh and he had uh over I I don't have it in front of me but like what over like 200 270 plate appearances or some some amount like that mm-hmm. uh had a 106 weighted runs created plus and was was worth uh a win above replacement according to to fan graphs, which mm-hmm. uh which was higher than in 2019 what the Blue Jays got of Randall Gritchuk of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of like obviously and Billy that includes, and
0: and he was really bad with Atlanta, too. So, like, the, those numbers were, were brought down because he didn't have spring training. So, this time yeah. Atlanta was effectively a spring training. We talked to Alex Anthopoulos about this. I just throw that off the cough. Like, yeah, remember we talked to AA about this? But, oh, uh, man, yeah. But, uh, but no,
1: it, like he was it, good it, with the Yankees.
0: Like, Your point is, he was good with the Mets, and the, he was good enough with the Mets that the Phillies were like, we're trying to get in the playoffs. You know, he was desperate. pretty good he, with
1: the Phillies, like, and
0: he was yeah. good. He walked a ton, right, which kind of buoyed his numbers a little bit. But like, yes. he was he's good. And then no, not even a sniff. Didn't
1: even hear his name all year. Well, because you gotta give you gotta give runway. It's all about giving. You know, you want to what do you want to pay Jose Bautista, who you know might be not good enough, but will be Jose Bautista at least. Or do you want to see Socrates Brito and Billy McKinney and Brandon Drury and Derek Fisher and all that bullshit? uh it, it, it's just sort of it, it's just sort of the sensibilities and what what value is is in such a vacuum to the front offices uh that it's sort of, it's just it's it's warped in a way that uh that I, that I think makes it hard for people it makes it, you know uh and what also makes it hard for people is that it's warped to the point where you know they are they tune into a podcast and they want to listen to people talk about their favorite baseball team and here we are talking about you know just the weird, economic realities of the game and how like this kind of thinking is is pulling the rug out from under what should be a game that you know should be it should be just on its face like legitimate should be like oh everybody's trying to win every year should just the 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 spirit of competition should be pure and it's and it's just it's Mm -hmm. not it's about something completely different and it's just corrupted and it's bullshit
0: I don't know that it was ever as ideal, you know, as idealized as we as we assume it to have been, but
1: but but it's at least something to aspire to, right? I mean, you know, like like even if it would never was, which I think you're right. Like at least at least try to keep put. Don't don't just like shrug your shoulders and be like, well, I'm going to try to talk myself into Chase Anderson being like the Blue Jays big you know big spend this winter. Like that's no, yes. that's not good enough. Like that what? A, like uh, and also there's so many other entertainment products out there. You know why? Are we, why are you know why are people paying their dollars to 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 watch it? And this is, and this sucks too because I love baseball and I know that this is a, a a complaint that I've heard a lot. You know especially during the playoffs when it was just like the old dudes in the broadcast booth. It was like do they even enjoy the sport anymore? Because mm-hmm. there were so many complaints about it. And it's like yeah, people come here to to not <laughs> hear reasons to to not want to be engaged with the product but it's just so frustrating and i think it's you know obviously different than than you know the the whining about the whatever you know whatever okay. john smoltz is on about it. but uh but like it, it, you know it's uh, it, uh, we all want it to be better we all have feel like it has been better and even if it even if that's not necessarily true uh it's just it's dug itself into such a weird hole where I'm almost at the point of being like the people who were like analytics are ruining the game 10 15 years ago were fucking right <laughs> which is so annoying they were right for the wrong reasons but like but like I don't know the like the way that that culture has has creeped into the game is uh not been a good thing for it like I would rather people be dumb and fun than just like you know the Houston Astros
0: I think that we are maybe overreacting to the idea that every team tries to win every year. (laughs) Like, I I don't know that that was ever the case.
1: Um, No, that's true.
0: It was, it's not that much different now that as it was before, where before it was like you spend to win and other teams just didn't spend as much. They couldn't be bothered. There were only so many players. There were only so much money they were going to give away. Now it's kind of gone in another direction, I think, where it's, It's, um, you know, why spend for the team to be bad when you can not spend for the team to be bad? Uh, If the team's not going to be good, you're not going to make more or less money probably anyway if the team's not ready to compete. But the analytics stuff has given, I think, teams cover – to well, not spend on that. Tell that player. to the
1: Toronto Maple Leafs for like for like forty years, though, right? If the team's not going to be good, you're not going to like you can.
0: But that's yeah. different. That's a different. That's a whole different ball game, and that that's true of the Leafs. But also, like, look at the teams. Like, you know, look at what the New Jersey Devils did to hockey in the pursuit of winning. It didn't translate necessarily into like a, a fan base. The Devils are not ever going to be what the Leafs are. Doesn't matter how many Stanley Cups they win. It, it's just the the nature of the of a million different factors, but like they were never going to be that they're never going to have, you know, 30 years t- uh, waiting list for, st- for, for season tickets. They won however many Stanley cups they had, you know, some of the great players and great coaches and stuff, It it had nothing to do with the product. They were just trying to win and just, it's just a different, they're in a, playing on a different level. Um, but like
1: They're just the, ra- they're the rays well, they're of the, the NHL. It's, they're,
0: it's- they're, they're the rays of the NHL. And I think that you, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I mentioned the Drew Pomerant, deal and people kind of, A little bit puzzled, maybe, by the amount of money that he got, considering that he was very quite good when he was went to Milwaukee and was pitching out of the bullpen. Uh, The guy has been traded a couple times recently, but um, Buster only, who's like you know was famous a baseball writer uh, personality as can be, was going on about how he gets eight million bucks, and the entire Rays bullpen made less than that last year, which is like um like. And then there are people in his mentions being like, I, that's great. I think it's great that the Rays are spend are so efficiently and still make it, put a good team. It's like, why? Why is it great that they're efficient? Who cares? And the other thing is that Buster Only completely disingenuously says the, excuse me, his higher Rays bullpen made less than $8 million. The fuck they did. They are 30 different guys came walking out of the Rays bullpen at, at, at one point or another this year. Thirty of them, and I don't care how many, how much any one of those guys made. Thirty guys did not make less than eight million dollars for the year, and if they did, who cares? And 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 again, we're we're getting back to the a the off where Stoughton and, and Drew complain about the economics of baseball, but that's not an, a compelling <laughs> right. product. I think the biggest problem with the Rays, people like the Rays because mm-hmm. maybe they're innovative or they do different things the uh, and we talked about we talked about this with Mark Shapiro and it's like hey i don't think that the opener is a, is a championship mentality i don't think you can win a championship like that you can do it here you can do it there but most of all it's a way to get through the regular season as cheaply as possible because you can just burn through those guys and they have no recourse when they burn out when they're not effective when whatever it is they're never going to get paid if you turn everybody into a reliever how many guys can run that gauntlet for 7 years of avoiding injury, avoiding uh, 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 bad years, yeah. and, and being mismanaged or, or shuttled on the back and forth of AAA, you do that for however many years, and maybe you can get a foothold. Unless you're one of the great ones, like it's just so difficult to ever get the other end of the equilibrium, where like you are underpaid and, and you are an asset that's managed so closely. Um, it's, it's cynical, right? It's a cynical part of a, of a, of a team that has, has, these are own goals. There's no salary cap in baseball and there's no salary floor. The Rays are on no obligation to spend any money. So they don't win, lose or draw. Nobody's coming to that stadium. It's not well located. There are a million different things working against it. If they build another stadium in another part of the state, maybe they'd be better. Who knows? But until that time, they're just soaking up that, that equity on the team that just increases because it's one of 30 in the whole world and the product <laughs> because suffers.
1: because the the Bronfmans and people in Montreal are just salivating to fucking pay them a couple billion dollars for They're it. They
0: do it without even a second thought. Uh now could the blue uh, uh, hmm. I guess sure. the other side of it is is if you're the if you're a Blue Jays fan, you got to bring it back to the Blue Jays and bring it back to not being super negative and just pissing and moaning, but like the Rays are innovative <laughs> and the Rays have uh, are a keen eye for identifying talent underappreciated talents or 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 skill sets well, that and this, this
1: is this is no go ahead if i may say this is the thing right i mean i mean I, you're i don't think you're wrong about the the way that the opener and the way that like the bullpen churn is obviously a, a financial instrument as much as it is a baseball in, instrument but it is it is a baseball like you know they're, they've been like it, they wouldn't be doing it you know anybody could do that and, and lose like they're doing it in, and and being successful with it right like they but like uh, and that i think is the challenge is to try to figure out like i don't you know like, like you say you can't be a championship team with, while using the the opener and I, I you know i i think that that's interesting i think sadly we'll probably see that put to the test in the coming years but mm-hmm. i don't I, I don't know uh I, I don't know that i believe that that's that you know i just i i it has had success it's like it's not but, it's not a thing just eh. just to be a suppressor of salaries it is it it has actually had utility on the field but it just it requires having that cynicism and that like uh willingness to you know not give a shit about whoever is on the fringes of your roster whoever has to go and and you know take all those days of minor league pay which is I, we, as we all know, much worse than big league pay, and mm-hmm. and and just not treat your team as a, you know, as a unit in that same sort of way, and and just treat them as 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 a, as a team like the Rays does, and they get people to buy in on it too, which is
0: well, they get is, they get people to give them you know, intellectual when you're trying
1: when you're trying to hang on to a job in the big leagues, like, oh, yeah, you're probably going to buy in.
0: They get cu- They get a. They get credit for being innovative, and they get credit for finding and identifying and developing talent where others maybe would have not uh, would have overlooked it they get credit for for provide having the intellectual cover and uh, the again these self-imposed budget restrictions like there's no there's nobody else yeah like the league
1: the league probably loves that the rays exist as a as like a petri dish for all the ways that they can you know extract value from their their labor
0: it's true and and i think we see it in in houston as well where where fans will like go down with the ship 100 percent, like the ship is on fire and sinking and they're like nope you guys are all assholes for accusing us of this stuff <laughs> you know the astros lie cheat steal do anything they can to win and the, and the fans those they still have where they, maybe they're not the most popular team it's a huge market but like they're not the most popular team in in, in baseball they they don't sell the most tickets if that's the measure you want um but so weird, but, but they
1: still can run a pretty high payroll somehow. Yeah, who
0: knew? Who knew? But the other <laughs> the thing I want to say about the RAID, so yeah, they do that, and and they're um, the people within their organization who have uh, demonstrated an ability to again run a smart front office they are being they're being you know harvested away they're being one guy runs the red Sox, one guy runs the dodgers because and the blue jays are are, have a similar mentality where like you need to marry those two things together because
1: cleveland is is a similar team with just a little bit more money yeah
0: and a bit well i think what cleveland has is more history right cleveland's been around for so long it's like a a mainstay in the american league for fucking 80 years or 90 years whatever it is but the raise. It
1: all reminds me. It all reminds me of of the the NHL labor disputes over the years because we're Canadians and obviously mm-hmm. we we all were inundated by shit like that and uh, and the idea of like oh the owners really they need a hard salary cap otherwise how are they going to stop themselves from just spending into oblivion and then it turns out you know what they'll they'll find a way like they. <laughs> Like that—that was—that was not really what the—that was about at all. They will stop themselves, I assure you.
0: Or you'll see, like in the NH- NBA and in the NFL and and in the NHL, where. The salary cap that's supposed to be the great leveler and the great uh uh you know flattener of the earth. The same teams are good for 20 years at a time. Like <laughs> there's they are still smart the smart teams, teams that do things effectively, teams like San Antonio for example that create winning cultures and, and do all the things, all the up with people stuff that, you know, you're going to hear from
1: Not everybody can hire Masai. No,
0: know? yeah, not everybody can hire Masai. Not every team can can do what the what the Thought Raptors did. You're, you're not,
1: you're not good. You're not, yeah. But
0: the one thing I want to say that before we move on which is that you mentioned about the Rays that it works in terms of like they win more regular season games than maybe they that their payroll would suggest but the other thing is with the Rays there are no stakes because if it works if it doesn't work nothing changes nobody cares if it works or it doesn't work in terms of you know the people within the franchise they want to win the players are trying to play to play to get paid and get the fuck out of there but like if it, if they win or if they lose, it doesn't matter. Like there's they have not they have nothing to lose in terms of finances. They're not like the Dodgers who are who have, you know, just spent so much on their team and can only win this division six years in a row, and like that's somehow a failure because they can't get over the hump and win the World Series having made it two years in a row and then fallen short this year. But like if the Rays if the Rays only won 80 games this year, like what's the difference? What is what what is different today? Is that team doing as is their soul searching? In Tampa Bay, if they only won... If they won 10 or 12 or 15 fewer games this year? No. All the other thing that would have happened is they would have been like, no, we're out. They would have traded Tommy Pham and they would have done a bunch of different trades at the deadline. They would have just... But, like, nothing else would have been different. They just would have, like, cut those... Like, oh, asset gone. Peace. Bring in the new guy. We found this kid. This is our new measure of skill. That's the only thing that would have been different. And, and that is that is the problem, I think, yeah. with sports. And and the yeah. Blue Jays don't need yeah. to go and be like, the Rays of this great model... Um, they're great at identifying talent, but they've got to marry that together. And I think, and again, I'll hearken back to our talk with Mark Shapiro about player development, about creating this, the, uh, the facility in Dunedin where they're hoping that they can, you know, foster that and, and have the players get better, uh, have the team be able to identify skills or abilities within players that are untapped or that are un- unoptimized or unmaximized. And uh, and and then take that kind of mentality and marry it with the just paying for good fucking players. Be like, <laughs> we need a good player. There's Jake Otorici. Why don't we offer him four million four years? Maybe he'll take it instead of accepting the bullshit qualifying offer. Because you know Andrew Friedman, again the guy who is a that was with the Rays now is the president of the of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Andy McCullough uh, of the Athletic brings this quote up all the time, and he says, "If you're p- sorely, solely solely mm-hmm. rational about free agents, you end up fall, uh, finishing third in the running to sign a free agent every single time. At some point, you gotta kind of make a bit of a gamble. But there's the Blue Jays front office has not signaled that yet." Oh. They're not willing to gamble. Yeah,
1: gambling is not allowed in the uh, Mark Shapiro cinematic universe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's strictly forbidden.
0: Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> for now, again, when, when he's talking to us and people like us, he, uh, well, he, he hints. I mean, so. we could
1: we can, could, mm? like, we can split hairs about that though. Like, I mean, Kendrick's Morales deal was, was a gamble. And not a particularly good one. Like I mean, there's like, there, you know, it's like when people say: stick to sports, and people are and and the the the, the correct response is well, no, everything is political. Everything is, you can break everything down to a gamble. You know, they they are gambling in ways. They're just uh, what's really concerning is the blind spots, right? And it's like the you know, like for example, how they don't care. It, you know, and, and when this raise mentality gets copy pasted into you know every other franchise, it's like you, you lose this connection with a guy like Jose Bautista like we were talking about before like and not i'm not i'm not I'm not saying that you know the Blue Jays should have like kept running him out there forever it was bad at the end uh but it's it, it's just odd to me that those guys are losing opportunities and it's and and, and and to give runway for Brandon Drury and Derek Fisher and Billy McKinney and and guys saw you know guys who are not just sub like not just below where a guy like that was at his peak, but below what like a 38 year old Jose Bautista was uh, or 37 or whatever, whatever it was. Uh, And it's, you know, you just, you just don't, that doesn't get demanded of franchises anymore. And I think you're absolutely right that the Rays are this outlier where that can work for them. But then when it starts to get imported into other, into other teams and other, you know, the way that the, the franchises all are operating around the league, uh, you know it, it it it's not great cuz we could 'cause we all understand like yeah we can all rationalize why not signing jake Odorizzi was maybe you know not paying enough to get him to not accept the qualifying offer would have would have been a smart idea but the blue jays had their walk away and we can all kind of understand that and Kyle gibson's another one who just you know who just uh, did not sign with the Blue Jays. It turns out I don't know if you've heard, but the Blue Jays did not sign. Uh, you know they've not been doing anything yet. They did not. They did not. Uh, sign and, and you know we, but you know you can rationalize every transaction, but like I feel that they're missing the fact that it's like death by a thousand cuts, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, they you, you, like at, at some point being that rational is like not being human, and you kind of need humans to want to be warm to your team and what you're trying to do uh, and uh, that's something that I I, you know the league is not currently reckoning with it's not just the Blue Jays uh, but I I would love to see them try and start to think about that uh, and I would love to see them do it you know in, in a way that gets ahead of the curve instead of like you know five years from now being like oh why does nobody like our product it's like well because you've just been you know soulless like Uh, 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 replications of the same sort of fucking like ghoulish corporate behavior we've seen from our employers or our friends employers or everybody else who is trying to keep you know here here i'm waving the red flag i guess but let's try to keep everybody down you know <laughs> well, th- but 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 seriously like i but i think there's a, i think there's i think it's an existential threat to baseball that they don't see coming and you know and and i think that they think that 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 it that that it, it you know it can't become nascar it can't become the cfl but i well you know the cfl obviously has has fans in in its its particular markets but like it but but like nascar i don't know they put Sadly, I, I know more about NASCAR than I should because I, I've watched some NASCAR races and uh, tried to follow it for a while just for uh, for, for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, uh, you know, people are just – they just don't like the product. They just do not like the current product. And, you know, years ago they were like, yeah, this is a good product. And now they don't. And they see dwindling numbers in terms of TV ratings and attendance. And it's just, you know – I, I don't think that it's the same sort of mechanism where where every I, I don't think everybody just got super smart in NASCAR like, mm-hmm. but uh but like well, but it, it's where it's, it, it's possible it's it's not it, it's not impossible and it's not that far removed from history that boxing was an enormous sport and now means very little in the sporting landscape and and i sometimes wonder if baseball and i've probably said this like every fucking podcast because it always devolves into this but like but it, i worry that baseball could be that uh, could 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 not see itself walking into the abyss the, and it's because of shit like yeah, this because people you're don't right. fucking like you're it you're right
0: uh, and at the point you, you the the, the, set, the statement that you made was be too rational where if you're too rational, you always end up finishing third, and and in terms of in pursuit of a mm-hmm. certain player, when you have a, a walkaway number, or your your money is X, and you can't get over it, and we're we're just not at the point yet for a team like the Blue Jays, where I I don't think anyway. Again, Mark Shapiro will tell us would tell you otherwise, but the penalty for being too rational is still not the same penalty as it is for being too irrational, where if you Go an extra year on on Jake Odorizzi now, and then next year you go an extra year on on whoever else, and maybe you you oh well maybe we'll we'll take a shot. Maybe if it's a, the the Kendris Morales version of 2020, we can we can do this, we can do that, and the money's not going to kill us, and we'll be fine a couple of years down the road. Um, that dead money sitting on the on the on the on the books, or you, know, you can even look at what happened this year. Right, you're paying Russell Martin to play for the Dodgers, you're paying Troy Tulowitzky to coach you know, college baseball, you're paying, you're paying Kenris Morales to, to play for the Yankees. Um, you know, that.
1: Did, did he? Yeah, he did. A he, little, did he did. He did. Reasonable. That,
0: that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't look good. If you're the guy <laughs> trying to ba- balance the books and you've got this dead money and you've got these guys that are all over hell's half acre getting paid by you. So you don't want that. If you're the blue Jays, if you're running the team, if you're right, the checks, you don't want to sign them to play for other places. You don't want to give a guy $21 million to sit at home. So, that rationality is always going to win because those penalties don't exist on the other side. There's no real penalty. For, like again, that's what that comes back to the Rays. If the Rays, the Rays can be as rational as, they can, as can be, they can drive payroll down solo. They can experiment. They could screw around with the starter, with the opener, and if it doesn't work, who cares? Like whatever, they're out what eight million bucks is what it costs for to run their bullpen according to Buster. Only, so that's nothing as as it relates to you know the the state of the team and and the the, pe- the penalties for them for being irrational are, are enormous because they operate in a lower cash flow situation let's say um and i think that you mentioned nascar and um uh, boxing and
1: yeah sorry no about it's that. fine but
0: i mean i you could, <laughs> you could, you could, for me in a in a way a lot of it's similar to what happened in golf um where they you know mm-hmm. you start to get so much money involved and there's so much there's just so much at stake for the on the financial side that you have to start to be more strategic in how you do things and it's not just like the old boys club and it's not the way that we did it forever and it's you gotta like what if we maximize our revenues and we do this and i know that i think nascar and golf do kind of the same things right where they're like let's build a playoff system into this because not to not have a playoff are you listening tyler it's just all made up who cares about the fa cup and it's like well why would you <laughs> screw with it you can concoct this convoluted thing that's supposed to culminate this tour championship or the shootout race at daytona whatever it is at the end but it kind of tur- turned people off right because it, it's no that's a that's at homestead the la- the last race is at i don't homestead, give a I'll fuck where it is the point I mean, is um, that it, it it's a bit it's a turnoff right because it's change for change's sake and mm-hmm. while the idea is cool and sometimes the execution can be cool and you can you can dive in with two feet if it's not what you're used to but for me like i'm, I, I'm gonna if i all bring it to golf if you're going to talk about NASCAR, which is like they screwed with the (laughs) schedule and it messed me up because it used to be when I watched golf when I was younger and and like when Tiger was coming up and it was huge, it was like there were some events you knew were certain times a year. There were certain things that were sort of earmarks and it was like this event and then this one and then the British open will be here and then this and that and the other. But they sort of moved those around because they were like, oh, this is a good event. We need to move it closer to the end of the season. And the Canadian open was the one that really uh, struggled. Like, got screwed with that. Because the Canadian open then start, suddenly was like running directly right. after the British open Absolutely, it's like nobody's yeah. gonna hop on a plane and come over and play in Oakville or wherever or, or Hamilton um and and it it, it kind of lost something so so I think you're right that baseball will can't be immune from that um you know especially if they given the giant antitrust exemption that they've still got and, and, and there's so much money involved <laughs> that there that <laughs> rationality is not going to go away I think is the, is the bigger issue the thing we have to we 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 can piss and moan, and we can sit here red and and nude and and screaming on our podcast. We're so like, why won't the Blue Jays just spend some more money? Why is big Oh shit! Should
1: I should I turn my should I turn my camera off? <laughs> I, 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 oh shit! <laughs>
0: but like, it's just the it's the way the game is. Now it's 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 the these are the table well, stakes, and we don't have to like it. But if we're going to sit here and talk about the Blue Jays in what is a either a, a semi-coherent or uh, or semi-professional or a way that is in some way reflected of society, we have to sit here and be able to say. With a straight face, yeah, the Blue Jays aren't going to sign Garrett Cole. And it doesn't, because it, it doesn't really make sense for them to do it. Even though it does, it does make sense for them to try to sign Garrett Cole because he would make their team better. And if they did this, if they did that and then the other, they spent $100 million. They added $100 million to the payroll next year. They would be a, they could have potentially be a very good team. But then what? Is, is, is the ultimate question. But
1: then they, but, yeah. But then they're on the clock. Then, then the, then the people who are looking at the budgets at Rodgers are mm-hmm. like, well, they asked for all this more money, Mm -hmm. what, you know, what was the, what was the the cost versus the benefit? Uh, And, and, you know, that's, I think that's a very real thing. And I remember, I remember especially like in the Ricciardi era when that was sort of coming to an end Mm -hmm. and and trying to, to sort out, you know, why things were happening the way that they did. And I I think that, that, uh, and I think, I think that Shapiro maybe doesn't, doesn't do this in the way that Ricciardi did, but and I, th- certainly not in the way that Anthopolis did. Uh, you know, worry about, you know, oh, am I? You know, he's go- he's going to he's going to stay. He's going to be disciplined to his his quote unquote principles. I don't. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know that uh, that grinding, <laughs> that grinding your labor to dust is is what I would maybe call a principle. But 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 just stick to your. Be disciplined to his business plan. Uh, in a way that you know, Anthopolis obviously wasn't, and which resulted in like the greatest two years of of uh, you know the history of the franchise since the early '90s. Uh, and another thing about Anthopolis, be- and and I, I I almost hesitate to bring it up because it becomes very very easy to be like Anthopolis good, Shapiro bad. And I you know I think obviously our listeners are 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 keener than that, but you know. Uh, but obviously our listeners are paying much more attention than the casual fan. But, uh, but I don't know. Like, what? AA's Alex is just out there being like, oh, we need relievers. Okay. I'll just go spend on relievers. And that, that's not to give him a free pass. Cause one, he came, you know, he, he assumed power in the vacuum of the shitty Braves being like, like having to turf everybody mm-hmm. because they were like underpaying Dominican teenagers. Uh, and also those the Albies and Acuna contracts are like, you know, just just textbook like like using as much leverage as you possibly like can. like prison. To, he should be in prison for uh, that shit to but... get a very very <laughs> favorable deal for the team. But like, but also, I don't know. Yeah, those are those are probably not great contracts for a couple of relievers they they've been signing. But isn't. Like what what is worse? Having to pay like uh Well, uh, okay, Coldplay guy? Like 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 a little too much for one more year or like or like <laughs>
0: well Oh my god. So let let me interrupt you.
1: <laughs> but like what but but seriously, like like having to pay him an, an extra year versus like having him on your team when it matters. Or versus
0: what they had is, to do this year, which was It's a
1: no-brainer. It's like or or Russell Martin. You know, we had the Blue Jays played Russell Martin $14 million to play for the, the Dodgers yeah. last year. It's like, well, was that bad? Or was the fact that the Jays wouldn't have got to the playoffs without him in 2015, 2016 good, mm-hmm. right? Like uh and it, it just it, it just seems to be viewed it's like it's viewed through this prism where it's like, oh we're we're really smart and we're really we're really cognizant of value and we're really disciplined about things, but it's like, uh, but are you just, but is that in as good a faith as as you're saying, you know, Look, when they when they kind of present themselves that way? And I I don't I don't think they are.
0: So what what was the thing that that Shapiro talked to us about and something when we because we when we spoke with him it was right after the Nationals had uh, had won the World Series and the Nationals did so with. Those kind of like three different kind, types of players that he talked about, like young guys that are like high performing, high variance, sort of, you know, you, know, you never know in terms of, of, of production, um, but they're young and they're controlled and they're kind of home, typically homegrown. Then you've got like guys in their peak, guys who are very good or, you know, about to or have already earned lots of money. And then you have like valuable veteran contributors. You need all, you've got all three of those kind of uh, mm. systems firing together and you made yourself a good team. And to get back to what this started with, which was Jose Bautista, he's only one. He's he's one of those things, right? He's a, the 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 veteran who has you know, the, with the the uncertainty about health, uncertainty about performance. You know, if you don't if you don't have the other two pieces to just build your team out of old guys, what purposes does it serve? I guess is the question. So yeah, guys like Jose Bautista oh, well, we, are having I a hard we've, time. We've
1: seen what happens. The last couple of
0: years, yeah. What happens when you when you but the because the Blue Jays the last couple of years haven't had it's not that they haven't had old guys that are good in last year particularly they didn't have old you know veteran contributors but they didn't have anybody in their peak right and, and you can you can look at what Anthopolis right. did and and you you say that maybe he was more undisciplined or more willing to like get a little bit wild as compared to what our perception of Mark Shapiro and again you see him here now kind oh, of yeah Montreal, paying those, that sand, extra yeah. stuff but like the Blue Jays had a ton of guys in. The second category, the Blue Jays had the you know the best player in the American League. More Well, no, okay, that's not true. But they had one of the best players in the American League. Then they had the, like the, three yeah. <laughs> other extremely good players still in their peak, even though they were maybe on the, bat, the downside of their peak. And then that all sort of happened all at the same time, where they went from having a ton of prime age, high-performing star players to none because they were hurt or indifferent or... You know, wanting to wanting to be out of there, or all those things at the same time. So, I don't know. It's it's. I get that. I get that that kind of calculus that he sort of laid out for us. And to, the Braves are frankly in that position where they need to to build up that third part. They have the young guys with the with the with the performance variables of will they be good? Will they be bad? They've got the stars in their peak who are also the young guys. So and then what they did last—you saw them last year, which was scrambling around to the bullpen at the at the at the trade deadline, trying to get the team better, uh, and and it didn't work. Their bullpen ended up blowing up. They, Mark Melanson did not pitch very well for them at uh, when in, when he needed to, and uh, and whoever else they had back there, I can't remember who it was the,
1: the strangler. Just can't even the poor count strangler, count but the strangler. But
0: I don't know. <laughs> the the bigger point is that that the reality of the world that we live in is such that the teams are going to be rational. We just hope that rationality doesn't doesn't overwhelm. We just or that oh, it doesn't overwhelm the the pursuit of of, of a quality and entertaining baseball product. Because at the end of the day, and this is going to be the end of our day, that's what we're excuse me, that's what we're here for. That's we want to be entertained by a by a winning club, and we want to see. We we can't expect the team to match our emotional investment, but you want to see them try to. To 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 hold up their end of the bargain with an entertaining and and competitive team, uh, whether or not signing if it's Anthony Rendon or Steven Strasburg or Garrett Cole, that would maybe provide a uh, shorten the runway. Uh, you know, we've used the word runway a few times today, but it's just simply not going to happen. And 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 also, it doesn't seem like getting like maybe now isn't i guess isn't the time for the blue jays to be irrational now my here's my hope maybe not hope but there's a chance that the blue jays end up paying for this rationality right here in 2020 where say you know vlad comes out it's 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 still 2019 but no but next year's 2020 but it, we're talking about 2020 yeah, okay. season well, because the 2019 season is over. So oh, okay. if if they have Bobochet playing full time and he's playing at the at a similar or a high level as he did in his debut, if Vlad Guerrero comes out and is like actually Vlad Guerrero Jr, um the fitness freak who's like a fit fam guy on Instagram <laughs> selling flat tummy teas and shit like that, and then you got Kevin Biggio and then, you know, some kind, somehow all that group of shitty outfielders molds together to form one good player. So say, say all the position players... They come
1: together like Voltron. Yeah yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Voltron. So say the position players <laughs> sort of click.
1: Raekwon, expected deck. To...
0: <laughs> if the position players <laughs> click and the Jays...
1: But yeah, we understand. I want like, to
0: see the Jays punished, I guess, in a way. <laughs> I, there's a, a sick part of me that hopes that the Jays get their shit together and then they're looking around being like, who's going to fucking pitch? If only we had been a little bit more irrational, we could have... We could have been there. We could have been competing for our playoff spot against the uh, the other three teams in our division that are very quick. Good. The
1: scumbag Rays yeah. and the
0: scumbag Rays. <laughs> the Rays are all going to fall apart. That, no, that, that magic is gone.
1: Well, that that goes back to what we were saying at the at the top is like, you know, you're you're. We want the Jays to fail. Like, I don't know. I feel that that's not a dynamic within other. More Yankee or fan bases. I
0: don't want Uh, the Jays to fail. Why not? Why not us? Why not? Why not us? Uh, That's true. And if it all came together, that would be amazing. It would be sickly satisfying. Maybe then, as opposed to being the desired outcome, I want the Jays to. To be good, I want the Jays to be good because then more people listen to my podcast. Then it's more fun to watch the games, to I, to talk about the team, to talk about what's coming, to examine, to watch the games is more you a, fun. You
1: have, a, you have a podcast sometimes. You you have a podcast.
0: Sometimes. I have one that's about hardcore. Actually, I started listening to a podcast about hardcore. is the best. It's called Axe to Grind. It's great. Three guys with like encyclopedic knowledge of every band, genre, movement, everything. It's incredible. So good. That's I don't listen to podcasts, but I listen to Axe to Crime now. Nonetheless, sickly satisfying is what it would be if the Jays' rationality kind of came and bit them in the ass. But because I'm I and, and I I I, mean, I just a, want them to ch- be I want what them to change a horrible ears. thing to hope for what that's not what I hope for it's is sickly satisfying <laughs> like watching I mean, ear can like watching good. ear canal cleaning videos on YouTube sickly satisfying. I mean you're hoping spires, i'm not hoping spires. for someone spires. to get an impacted your your drum but when they do i like to watch someone scoop that <laughs> shit out of them
1: i mean you talk about it like like fans in toronto are being like well i wish it was 20 degrees all winter it's like no no they, they what they the way they the way they operate is a choice they don't have to make that choice. they don't have to make that choice but they, they did away with they have, have.
0: And it's not you know you can't continue to get away with making you can't unring that bell right you can't unring this the the bell that which is to say that team people don't like losing money even if it's just on paper you can't you're not going to change that you're not going to change the the corporatized structure of when the teams are worth a billion dollars when the TV rights are everything when there's so many players involved when there's so many layers and there's so so many fingers in the pie
1: yeah.
0: That's why I said it's only on paper, but we can't like, I I don't want to do this all winter where we bang our heads against the wall and be like, why don't they just fucking sign him? Because they're not gonna. True. So let's take a positive no. step forward and think, what can they do that will visit the most misery on each and every single one of those cynical bastards? We're rooting for the meteor again here, my friends. I think that's about it. We we could have talked about I don't know AJ Cole. Well,
1: well what we're rooting for is Bernie. Obviously, that's going to that's going to inflict the most misery on them. So I know, think Bernie twenty twenty. Let's go
0: electing an eighty year old <laughs> man president of the United States seems like a good idea. His name is Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton. My name is Drew Fairservice. This is, of course, Birds All Day. We do talk about your Toronto Blue Jays sometimes. If this was your first episode, as I said off the off the top, I hope you'll come back for a second. But
1: none of the rest of them are worth a damn. So yeah, <laughs> go go eighty, go go t- team team eighty team eighty world. The rest the rest of them are all fucking. Down.
0: No, you're not. You're not. You're not the Yang Gang. <laughs> anyway, if you are one of our good American friends, we hope you had a delightful Thanksgiving. As I said off the top, if you are a Canadian person, you got nothing. You got nothing it's just November it's the shoulder <laughs> season it's miserable.
1: But everyone else is is talking about just the worst. It's, it's, it is it's it's been winter for like 5 weeks. What the fuck? We now we're we're, we're like, literally
0: into the griping about the weather. We're
1: almost six we're a little past 6 months from fucking Victoria Day. Fuck You're off. Griping about the All weather it. now it's on our podcast terrible.
0: that we spent an hour complaining about baseball. We are the old, what? and now we're and, and talking about Bernie Sanders. There is no level lower for of no, stumbag.
1: I, I was shut down. It, it was like it was like it was like you're you're like M- MSNBC. I was shut down when I brought the name up.
0: I think Mayor <laughs> Pete's got some good ideas. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that.
1: <laughs> fucking Mayo Pete.
0: We could be talking about uh, look. <laughs> Everyone here is lucky that we, we didn't spend the entire hour talking about soccer and how wrong Tyler is about it because I would happily do that. I would talk about footy until the day, until the cows come home. But I'm not. We're done. We're t- finished talking about the Blue Jays. The winter meetings are next week. So that'll give us something to talk about. We can talk about all Hell the yeah. other teams doing things to try to make their team better while the Blue Jays rationally sit in the corner um, in, in the, uh, well, we got two double beds because it's just cheaper. It's just more rational to get two double beds rather than a king because we got two people sleeping in the room. Yeah, we,
1: you know, we were runners up on the on the king size room. You know, we we had our walk away for the king size room, but uh, you know, we just didn't think Just it trying, was trying to get
0: maximized the so, re- maxim-
1: I want you to know, I want you to be aware that we did consider strongly paying for the king size room.
0: Stealing the pens and the notepads out of the hotel room because it's like, well, I paid for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Stoughton is him, Drew Fair is me. Uh, if you're listening on on the athletic thank you so much if you aren't can't encourage you enough go over uh, theathletic.com slash birds all day use our little promo code or something sign up if there's no promo code sign up anyway and at least let them know that you lick us so they'll keep letting us do things for them they're letting me Stoughton they got him for life so I'm just a freelancer in this situation so for Stoughton my name is Drew Ferriservice we'll talk to you next time on birds all day